shoulders back is to accept the terrible responsibility of life with eyes wide open. It means deciding to voluntarily transform the chaos of potential into the realities of habitable order. It means adopting the burden of self-conscious vulnerability and accepting the end of the unconscious paradise of childhood where finitude and mortality are only dimly comprehended. It means willingly undertaking the sacrifices necessary to generate a productive and meaningful reality. This quotation from the book 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos, was penned by Jordan Peterson. This book, along with his second volume on the same theme, Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life, was the subject of my review during the week just past. Hi, this is Jonathan Marks, and welcome to the penultimate On Your Marks book review podcast for 2022. As promised, this week is a double header, with both of Jordan Peterson's books being reviewed. Mind you, this was no easy task. These are densely written books, and even though I have read them before, albeit without the pressure of reviewing them, they are best taken in slowly and deliberately. I left them for my vacation as I figured that I would have more time to absorb the words and the message. I also kept them till the end of the year, as I found that Peterson and his work are profoundly polarizing, and I thought, somewhat selfishly I guess, that if I started the year with these books I was likely to see a flurry of unsubscriptions to my podcast. Well, these may still come now, but it's unlikely that one can please everybody all the time anyway. By the way, this is a slightly longer podcast than normal, given that there's two books and the nature of the author and his profile in the world right now. At the outset, let me confess that I am a great admirer of Jordan Peterson. I have devoured his books and probably thousands of hours of his talks, lectures, podcasts and interviews. It's not possible for me to review the books without my bias creeping in. And if that bothers you, well, then this might be the right place for you to switch off this week's podcast. That said, my reviews, I guess, are always biased. They are my best informed and honest opinion. But with these books, it's a little different. I have tried to truly absorb what Peterson has written and said, and to the extent useful, implemented some of these ideas in my life. I know that means that I have, for all intents and purposes, drunk the Kool-Aid, and for those familiar with Peterson and his work and vehemently opposed to him and his ideas, I'm sure that's cast me in a particular light. Well, so be it. I thought I would approach this podcast in a structured way, firstly to share a little about Peterson and his somewhat rapid rise to fame, and then to briefly discuss the two books one after the other. These are, as the title suggests, written around 12 rules for life. You'll find thousands of videos and talks online about these books, some by Peterson himself, and I've shared two links in the show notes in which you can get the book in brief by way of one of his lectures of just over an hour. This is well worth a listen if you haven't got the time to read the books. And then finally, I thought I'd share a little of the controversy that has and still does surround Peterson, if only to create some balance in this review. I came across Jordan Peterson late one night in 2019 while traveling for work. Well, came across him in the abstract sense. I don't want to suggest that I bumped into him at some random hotel in Santon. I was listening to a recorded series of BBC interviews conducted by the late Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Sachs was interviewing interesting people around the world and then discussing their work with a group of young people in the BBC studio. It was an absolutely fascinating concept and gave the listener deep insight into the zeitgeist of young people in the UK at the time. 
Then came his next guest, Jordan Peterson. I listened for 10 or 15 minutes and then bailed on the BBC program and found myself scouring the internet for reference to Peterson and his book 12 Rules for Life. I never did go back to the Rabbi Sachs series, but I'm forever grateful for the link to Peterson. At the time, and up until recently, Jordan Peterson was Professor of Clinical Psychology at the University of Toronto. He is Canadian and studied at McGill, Harvard and the University of Toronto. He has a varied and fascinating resume. Just click on the link to his website in the show notes below for more on his life in general. What seemed, though, to catapult him to fame, or infamy, depending on your view, was his reaction in 2016 to Canadian Bill C-16. This law proposed to prohibit any discrimination based upon gender identity. All fine and well, I think. However, as part of the proposed law, there was provision for compelled speech. In other words, it was deemed criminal not to use gender pronouns. Peterson took a stand against this provision and refused to be compelled to use any specific language, linking this to what he said we would have seen in Stalinist Russia or Nazi Germany, two subjects on which he has a keen interest and is something of an authority. What he pointed out was that a left-leaning government in one of the world's great liberal democracies was in fact not much different from oppressive regimes around the world. The position he took, of course, earned him very few friends at the university, or for that matter in liberal circles around the world. But it did find a loyal and vocal audience with mostly young men who had become profoundly disaffected from a society that would seem to have ignored and marginalized them. Peterson had been up to then recording his campus lectures and sharing these on YouTube, and this along with a heavily uprated post on Cora that became the basis for 12 Rules earned him a growing audience. He's not without controversy, as I'll share a little bit more at the end of the podcast, having been called a gateway drug for the alt-right and a voice for the incel community, incel referring to the involuntarily celibate community. But he has also been called the greatest living intellectual of our time. Probably the truth lies somewhere between the two. He speaks with great honesty and great courage. He's an admirer of Solzhenitsyn, who definitely spoke truth to power, and while this earned him an extended stay in the Gulag, it also led in part to the fall of the Soviet Union, so who knows where Peterson might lead us. As he says in one of his talks, Love is suffering. Love is the desire to see unnecessary suffering ameliorated. Truth is the handmaiden of love. Dialogue is the pathway of truth. Humility is recognition of personal insufficiency and the willingness to learn. To learn is to die voluntarily and be born again, in great ways and small. So speech must be untrammeled, so that dialogue can take place, so that we can all humbly learn, so that truth can serve love, so that suffering can be ameliorated. End quote. Make of this what you will, but my take on the professor is that he is trying to make a difference in the best way he knows how, and given his online following and his support for his global tours, He's clearly doing something that is demanded and desired by many, many people around the world. That his views are unpopular, especially in the overly liberal Academy of North America, well, in the end, who really gives a shit? As Peterson has said before, if you can't understand why someone is doing something, look at the consequences of their actions, whatever they might be, and then infer the motivation from their consequences. 
For example, if someone is making everybody around them miserable, and you'd like to know why, their motive may simply be to make everyone around them miserable, including themselves. And so to the first book, 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote for Chaos. The book does just this. It presents 12 rules, and as I say, this is based upon a core thread that Peterson started in the late 1990s. Each chapter is a rule, ranging from stand up straight with your shoulders back to tell the truth or at least don't lie, or pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. The chapters are at times personally anecdotal, but mixed in with lovely research, and there is a substantial reference section at the end of the book to support his ideas. He draws on a wide and wild set of sources and ideas. He's obviously very well read, and I would guess a skilled clinician. What 12 Rules seems to do, on many levels, is both make simple the complex and at the same time make clear the complexity is in fact at the heart of our lives. I know this sounds odd, but what I find with Peterson's writing is that he manages to explain things without talking down to the reader. He writes and speaks with a sense of force and urgency, like there's something he simply must say and say correctly, and it's very important that you at least listen, even if you don't hear or agree. There are ideas in the books that will not be popular. Again, largely, I guess, with the overprotective left and their world of microaggressions and Orwellian language. But he says these things all the same. I admire his courage in getting to serious issues early on. The first chapter in which he explains that social hierarchy could well be within our DNA, referring to our similarity with lobsters, got many in the militant socially correct positively frothing at the mouth. I mean, how dare this aged white man suggest that social hierarchy was nothing less than socially constructed reality? I wonder who would not want people to stand up straight with their shoulders back. As he says in the first chapter, So attend carefully to your posture. Quit drooping and hunching around. Speak your mind. Put your desires forward, as if you had a right to them, at least the same right as others. Walk tall and gaze forthrightly ahead. Dare to be dangerous. The book is filled with these ideas, across the twelve chapters. In many ways, simple homilies, a way for us to live our lives. If not totally free, then a little freer from the social boundaries of our lives that are so defined by school, state, church, and increasingly online media. Peterson implores the reader to own his or her life. He offers no easy-to-swallow pill to take it all away and make life a beautiful Disney ride. He warns against happiness suggesting that we should instead seek meaning. If happiness comes, great, enjoy it, but don't live your life looking around for the next happy moment. As he says in the chapter titled, Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient, and I quote, We sacrifice in order that something better might be attained in the future by giving up something of value in the present, end quote. This is a recurring theme for him, not just in 12 Rules, but in his first book, Maps of Meaning, in which he writes, The purpose of life, as far as I can tell, is to find a mode of being that's so meaningful that the fact that life is suffering is simply no longer relevant. End quote. He does not mince his words, again, to my mind, a refreshing idea in our world that is so perpetually aware of everything we say, especially to young people. Along the same lines, he writes, You're going to pay a price for every bloody thing you do and everything you don't do. You don't get to choose to not pay a price. You get to choose which poison you're going to take. That's it. End quote. I could go on and on, but I think you get the idea. 
He followed 12 Rules a few years later with Beyond Order, written in the same style and format, offering 12 more rules for life. Again drawn from his Cora post, which incidentally contains 42 such rules, so we may be getting a few more volumes from him in the future. In the prologue to Beyond Order, Peterson shares his and his family's unbelievable health battles in the in-between years, in between the books, that is, including his own near-fatal addiction to benzodiazepine, the anti-anxiety medication. He was eventually taken to Moscow to have treatment, something he has spoken about quite openly during the post-treatment period. This is a heart-wrenching period of his life, brought on no doubt by not only his family's health issues, but by the public attention I guess he received, much of it positive, but plenty that was just downright hurtful and unpleasant. I mention this as I think Beyond Order is infused with his energy during this time. I sense many chapters are deeply personal, and while again meticulously researched, they are obviously representative of that time and his headspace. Chapters again have these kind of folksy headings, such as imagine what you could be and then aim single-mindedly at that, or try to make one room in your home as beautiful as possible. In one of the chapters called Don't Hide Unwanted Things in the Fog, he says... With careful searching, with careful attention, you might tip the balance toward opportunity and against obstacle sufficiently so that life is clearly worth living, despite its fragility and suffering. If you truly wanted, perhaps you would receive, if you asked. If you truly sought, perhaps you would find what you seek. If you knocked, truly wanting to enter, perhaps the door would open. But there will be times in your life when it will take everything you have to face what is in front of you, instead of hiding away from a truth so terrible that the only thing worst is the falsehood you long to replace it with. Do not hide unwanted things in the fog. Just for me, a simple and yet complex example of his desire for each reader to find their true selves, each person who listens to his podcasts and lectures, to take on the mantle of responsibility and to live with great passion and determination and, I think, courage. In my final analysis, I think Beyond Order and Twelve Rules are really about character, something we hear far too little about today. We hear a lot about rights, but far too little about responsibility. Maybe Peterson is, as his detractors say, dangerous, but just maybe he has demonstrated what it means to live with courage and to seek meaning in life's challenges and difficulties. In the final section of Twelve Rules, Peterson offers some motivation for the book and for his mission to write and share his ideas, he imagines having a pen of light which could write illuminating words and asks himself difficult questions. Here are three. What shall I do tomorrow? Answer, the most good possible in the shortest possible time. What shall I do next year? Answer, try to ensure that the good I do will be exceeded only by the good I do the year after that. What shall I do with my life? Answer, Aim for paradise and concentrate on today. I think enough said. If these don't keep you busy contemplating your life, I don't know what will. Peterson is, as I said at the start of this podcast, not without detractors or controversy. His resistance to Bill C-16 was, I guess, the start, and I think this legacy still haunts him. When 12 Rules came out, there were powerful media sources that vilified him and his work. He seemed to stay the course, enduring some rough interviews but each time, despite his obvious irritation and even hurt, he seemed to carefully and quietly respond with intelligence and thoughtfulness. 
None of that suited his interviewers, of course, who were clearly looking for blood and better ratings. He seemed to bear all of this with equanimity. In a Guardian article titled How Dangerous is Jordan Peterson, the right-wing professor who hit a hornet's nest, fellow University of Toronto professor Ira Wells called him, and I quote, the professor of piffle, a YouTube star rather than a credible intellectual. Tabitha Southey, a columnist for the Canadian magazine Maclean's, designated him the stupid man's smart person. In one post on Medium, the writer, who clearly states that he has never read or nor will he ever read Peterson's book, says, There is a lot that young people can take from Jordan Peterson. In fact, young people may be better off taking his advice than the likes of Sam Harris. As I mentioned at the beginning, his 12 rules for life is something everyone should take to heart. However, what Peterson says is nothing new and is highly unoriginal. There's no reason he should be applauded the way he has been, when much of his content boils down to stating the obvious. Peterson's response, and I quote, in a sensible world, I would have been given my 15 minutes of fame, end quote. I noted with interest that when the movie Don't Worry Darling came out, the director, Olivia Wilde, suggested that the character played by Chris Pine was in fact based on Peterson. Wilde was quoted as saying, we based that character on this insane man, Jordan Peterson, who is the pseudo-intellectual hero to the incel community, Wilde said. She further explained that incels are a community of disenfranchised, mostly white men who believe they are entitled to sex from women. They believe that society has now robbed them, that the idea of feminism is working against nature, and that we must be put back in the correct place, Wilde added. Peterson responded by saying, I also hope that Chris Pine at least does the sartorial splendor of my very formal public wardrobe justice as he pillories me in the latest bit of propaganda disseminated by the woke self-righteous bores and bullies who now dominate Hollywood and who insist in the, on the production of such tripe. End quote. And so it goes on and on, and I think will go on for a long time to come. I see that Peterson is now a professor emeritus at University of Toronto, I think they may well be delighted to be rid of him, but I think the loss of his important voice in the academy is in fact a loss to us all. I see he has tours planned in the US and Europe through 2023, and I understand he's working on some kind of new university in the US. Definitely worth keeping an eye out for that. He's likely to continue to enjoy support, and his full measure of critics, I'm sure, as well. But I doubt he will ever stop speaking out. As he says in 12 Rules, when you have something to say... Silence is a lie. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this rather lengthy podcast. Read the books or not. I found them valuable and I found the response to Peterson in many ways even more intriguing. I have included some links and sources in the show notes below in lieu of an infographic, a small indulgence on my part as I enjoy my last week of vacation. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week ahead. Mm-hmm.